You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 323. Today, I'm going to share one key difference in the mindset of successful entrepreneurs everywhere. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in for another bonus episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. We are jam-packing the schedule for you this January to set you on the right trajectory for 2020. You know, you've probably, most likely, chances are, don't make an ass out of you and me assumption, have heard of the metaphor of the plane that leaves LAX en route to JFK, LA to New York. And you hear that story where they're like, did you know that if the plane is just one degree off and it remains that one degree off for the entire flight, the entire duration as it crosses the continental U.S., by the time it's supposed to hit JFK, it will now be hundreds of miles off. I've heard motivational speakers say this and they say 600 miles off, 300 miles off. I really don't know what the actual truth or answer is, but sometimes the truth in these examples is irrelevant because it's just a powerful metaphor that a pilot is constantly, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reassessing, reevaluating, and adjusting on their trajectory in order to stay on target, stay on target, right? And if they're not, and they're not paying attention to that, then they end up way off course at the end of the year. And they look back and they say, well, that's a funny thing. Why does this 2020 look just like my 2019? And now you know. And so we want to have a lot of really great conversations with you that can keep you mindful, keep you present to your goals, to your outcomes, and what you need to be doing every single day to stay on target, stay on target, right? And so today is an oldie but goodie episode that I'm bringing back to you with my dear, dear friends, Mr. and Mrs. Stanton, Jill and Josh Stanton, screw the nine to five, that ended up becoming one of our infamous viral episodes, if you will, that it got a lot of chatter around the water cooler, a lot of hullabaloo, if you will. And it was all about this concept that they started talking about, about when you approach your business, when you approach your goals, when you're looking at your 2020 dead in the eye, are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? This is a fantastical distinction that they create. It becomes a question that you can look at every situation in your life. You can look at every problem, circumstance, question, day, just every morning is, am I playing to win or am I playing not to lose? What does that mean? What does that look like? That's the conversation that we're going to have with you today in this Encore episode. It's an oldie, but goodie. So let's play that interview right now. All right, you guys, I am here with my dear, dear friends, Jill and Josh Stanton. How the heck are you guys? Oh, mate, we are really, really good. Could he sound more Australian? Is, than I was going to say, could, is that that's how Canadian of you? If, if you want me to, I can. I can do it for you if you guys want. Can you do a Canadian uh, accent or impression for me? Uh, what, how about... Uh... <laughs> 
how about we uh sorry we, <laughs> i'm so sorry how about we uh we go out for a rip bro okay he, bud. is he doing how is that it's horrible it. it's pretty he's bad horrible at it yeah your terrible canadian accent was better than that it is it's 2019 tired. and i think you just offended the entire country uh, the entire state of Canada right there. That's, that's okay. <laughs> they, they won the NBA, so they're happy right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're good up here. Just drinking our maple syrup, <laughs> basking in our wins. Oh, my God. See, this is a problem, doing podcasts with good friends. It actually, they become the best episodes because we just cut the BS and get straight to it. And, you know, the reason I'm bringing you guys on here, for those of the, that don't know... Um, you guys, I'll get, we'll get into your little bio in a moment, but it's just such a great story and testament of talking about pivoting, talking about uh, what it really means to build a business by design. And you guys have, I, I think, a business model that's extraordinarily unique and it's mm-hmm. by your own design. And most importantly, speaking to a life and business in alignment. And that's really the theme of the conversation today. And I, I really hope by you guys sharing a bit more of your story, what you went through to create that alignment, to create that design, that that will give someone else who's listening here, who's got that kind of like that nudge, that voice in the back of their head that maybe they're doing what they think they're supposed to versus what they truly are meant to do. Ooh, yeah. That they'll uh, now have permission and a little bit more faith, a little bit more confidence to do the same. So that's what today's episode is about. And I'm really excited to dive into that. But why don't we first just like you guys introduce yourselves. What do you guys do? Who do you help? How do you help? All that good jazz. Yeah. So we're the co-founders of Screw the 9 to 5 and we help unsatisfied employees quit their jobs and start online businesses. Yeah. And you guys have been doing this for several years. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Like we first got started with other businesses. So like in, we're in like skincare and all that, all that kind of stuff. We had like 35 different websites at one stage and we decided to start screw the nine to five when we were moving overseas. Cause we were like on our wedding week. Yeah. It was, it was on our wedding week. Cause we had a lot of friends and family and stuff who were asking us like, how are you moving to Thailand? Like, how are you making money? Like all this kind of stuff. And we were, pretty tired of answering those people's questions. So we're like, let's just start a site and we'll just blog about like what our lifestyle is going to be about, what we're doing, that kind of stuff. And then a lot of people just started resonating with the brand name, screw the nine to five. Well, he's Uh, doing it zero justice because it was our wedding week and it was the day before our guests were arriving. And so we're on the balcony having some rums because Costa Rica and listening to Bob Marley. And we were talking about this new site and both of us were like, yeah, it could be real cool but we've never built a personal brand. Like we've never done anything that has our face or name to it. We always worked under pen names before. What would we call it? And then thanks to Costa Rican rum, we were like, (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, you know what? Screw the nine to five. And both of us were like, (gasps) I wonder if that's available. Name Chief.com. Name Chief.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you guys create an entire, um, Gosh, what would you call it? Like an ecosphere of like, screw you and screw this and uh, all these great terms that (laughs) that fell under the umbrella of just that one phrase. It's so clever and creative. Yeah, we used to have screw SEO as a a done for you service. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, And then we realized we hated done for you services. (laughs) You know, you know, know what's really interesting is that we didn't. and, And I feel like this is how a lot of good businesses start is that we didn't specifically go into it with like an objective in mind. It was just like, we believe in this lifestyle and we want to talk about it. And we know that 
like a lot of people resonate with this and let's just keep talking about it. And over time, it just like grew into a message that resonated with a lot of people. And we found out that we could help a lot of people through this as well. Well, and James, I'm sure you see this with BBD even like you're solving a huge problem for people, especially as work starts to change for a lot of people. Automation is coming in. Jobs are changing. Work is changing. You know, things are evolving for people and they're looking for options. Now they're looking for information on how to take control of their life and create something that means something to them. And I think that's really what when we started to realize the real vision we had for screw the nine to five was when we came up against, we started bumping up against some like, Oh, what does this mean for the business we've built? Which is kind of what we're going into today. Yes. And it's just a thing to note is that you had all these people asking you about how are you guys doing this? And that's a very common thing. Whenever I interview people on these case study episodes, is that how a lot of businesses get started? That's always a great indicator, right? Like people are already asking you, how do you do this thing that probably comes naturally or easy for you? And you're like doubting, like, is this really something people would pay for? And it's like, (laughs) well, if they're asking for you, you know, people don't ask you like, hey, how do you tie your shoes? You know, so probably they would if they're already coming to you asking. And that's always a great sign. And I love that you guys notice that. So, okay. Yeah, let's, let's jump into it. You guys have been in business for how long now? Like when did this start? So together we've been in business since 2012, but Josh had a business solo before that. I had my own business, but together we started in 2012 and then the screw started in 2013. Yeah. Okay. And then last year, 2018, you decided to basically screw the screw the nine to five. (laughs) Screw the screw. (laughs) So let's, let's get into that. So where do we start with this? Well, I remember, okay, so it kind of, I always say our catalyst was our son. And it's not like, oh, that's really sweet. It's like that little dude ruined everything. No, I'm, kidding, <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. He was the catalyst, though, for clarity for us because right around the time, probably at the end of 2017, we started noticing our business starting to feel heavy. We were getting ready to have our first kid, become first-time parents. There's so much change that goes into that. If anyone has kids, you probably know what we're talking about. And we were very much in our heads. We were very aware that the level of output that was required from us in our current business at that time, was it just felt overwhelming at that point. We felt like our business was time zone dependent. It felt like it was us dependent. We had to be there in order to keep people paying. We had a monthly membership community. We really had a real problem with boundaries. So we didn't really set any. I didn't have a problem. With Josh yeah. had zero I had a problem with bound- boundaries. I had a real problem with boundaries. Really? What was the problem? I didn't have any. <laughs> I had zero. Josh had a ton. Well, there, so- was, there was a time where I think Jill actually showed you, James, like a thread. Yes. Oh, gosh. I was um, like, in, in I was order. like. Jill, Jill Stanton. I know. Come I was on. Like, I was shocked because I didn't know that was going on. Yeah, too. it's kind it of like sort of this, like, like when you find out that you're know, like, there's some like dirty pleasure of vice that you've been yeah, like secretly like doing. Binge eating something. Yeah. And you just like hiding it under the bed it for the first time. And it was like, <gasps> what have you been doing? That's what are so these mile long hidden behind the scene conversations you've been having? Wait, you're like fixing this person's like... Everything. I was rewriting oh. people's copy. I was, yeah. I had a real worthiness. What issue. was, yeah. Well, I was going to ask, what's what was driving that 
need to do it. Now, again, yeah, I just want to give more context. Like, here's this membership where people are paying, you know, anywhere from, it was like around what, $69 a month. It was and, 79 bucks a month with a $179 enrollment fee. Yep. And it's like, you're getting a community and you're getting content. And then and Jill's coming calls. in and, and live coaching calls every month. And Jill's coming in and like do, <laughs> writing their copy for individual yeah. people because they... It ask, really... I just don't think I believed in myself and also, the way I wanted, uh, the way I needed to. Also, it, it wasn't everyone. It was like, it was like the worst kind of situation. Cause it was like, Hey, you're not, a, you're not doing this for everyone. So you're not helping everyone, but you're just helping like the few people who won't do it themselves. Who won't do it themselves. Yeah. There's I was those, enabling. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Th- those that like really deserve your time and those that just want it. And it was probably going to those that like just want it. Right. But they, <laughs> Probably more. Yeah, because yeah. the people who deserved it never asked for it because they were so busy, so busy doing. Yeah, get, yeah, getting stuff done. Totally. And I remember when I showed you, and you were just like, "Oh my gosh!" Yes, yeah, <laughs> and kinda, it was probably like my this. first moment of being like, "Oh, that's bad." Yeah. It's like <laughs> Overgivers Anonymous, and we're like, "Hi, totally. I'm Jill." Hi, I have Jill. an overgiving problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have a boundaries issue. <laughs> totally. And honest to God, I, I felt like I just didn't know what else to do because it was our only source of revenue really at that point. And yeah. so I felt held captive by it. Well, you know, and I brought, I created that maybe vibe in there. Maybe it's an Australian thing, but I brought the Brown bros on one of the episodes and we talked about this. This is the shadow side, the dark side of a membership that most people just aren't willing to talk to. I, I did. I dealt with, a, I dealt with this for a lot. A lot. I mean, I actually did like spiritual energy work to like clear the boundaries issues I was having, like attaching myself to all these people on the internet yeah. who you just felt like everything, all it, all your stuff. Like, obviously, I'm preaching the choir with this podcast and it's all like inner work and like grow you, grow your business. But like in a membership, all that stuff can come up and oh. your identity, your beliefs, your worth, your, your deservedness is like on the line every month. Totally. When you don't address this stuff. And uh, so I really get that. And the Brown Bros, they closed down their membership because of the exact same stuff. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. And then I told them, and I think it's in the episode, so it's on record, but I told them you guys are idiots for doing <laughs> that. They relaunched it and they were like, okay, you were right. And they've, which the point is, is, you know, even to Jill to call you out a little bit is Please. the membership. It's not the membership that ever feels heavy. No, it's our relationship with 100%. And there's like a choice. It's like, well, we can either choose to create those boundaries. We can choose to let ourselves free of that, like member guilt, or we can just say, this is not for me. And you guys chose the Brown bros chose, okay, we need to redo this in a way that matches our lifestyle. You guys chose, no, we're done with the membership altogether. And you went a different route. Yeah. Because so we had our son, like things started feeling heavy which was a real alarming place to be because for so long, three and a bit years, we loved this membership. They called themselves scrambly. They threw us a virtual baby shower. Like you were at our live event, our members live event. Like they presented us with a homemade plaque that they all signed. Like the members we had were the best humans. Yeah. It was magic in there. And so when it started feeling off, yo, that, caused so much emotional stuff for me i was just like what okay so what happened i don't our our revenue is starting to go down and like i don't love this anymore and like what's happening everyone's gonna hate us 
we have a scrambly. Like, am I just going to leave the scrambly? You know what I mean? It was just starting to be this self-perpetuating cycle because I was focusing on what felt heavy and not taking the time to figure out what felt light. And then when we had our son, Kai, at the end of February 2018, that was the first time, truthfully, I know it sounds sad, but I'm just going to own it. That was the first time Josh and I actually ever unplugged from our business and gave ourselves space to just bask in like all this joy we all of a sudden had, you know, like we had this tiny human who just completely changed our whole world. And we were flooded with all of this and it allowed us space to ask ourselves, what do we really want? What do we really want? Because we have a business that preaches a really strong message and we aren't living by that right now. So what do we really want? Can I, I want to jump in here and I want to say like, what I really believe we learned from it. Mm. And we were talking about this before you and Joe were talking about this, about shiny object syndrome and how like really all it is, is just like a symptom of the fact that like, there's just some kind of issue with alignment going on. Like you're not, you're not believing in yourself. You're not believing in your business. There's no why essentially that you're focusing on. And so you're just kind of like chasing distractions basically. And so for us, it was like, once we stopped it, once we stopped the membership, what it did is it made it clear to us that we we actually have a really strong purpose that we weren't aligned with and we weren't thinking about. And our really strong purpose is outside of ourselves. It doesn't matter what we want. It matters what we can do for other people. And once I finally realized that because I felt really unaligned with what we were doing with our business for a long time. And once I was able to step back and step away from it and work more on myself, I realized that it wasn't the business that was the problem. It was me. It was me. It It was my issues. It it wasn't like the membership. It wasn't like whatever we were doing. It was the fact that I was just feeling bad that I need to work on myself. And once I was able to work on myself, then I was able to align myself with the mission of the business and realize that our goal is just to help as many people as we can. Well, a couple things there. Uh, first off, because you guys are like saying the same thing, just different ways, right? Like Jill's mm. going, what is it that I really want? Josh is saying, this isn't really like the purpose. So what is it, Jill, when you ask yourself that question, what was the answer that you got? that you got clarity around of what you really want and what just to get more specific, Josh is really the purpose that you guys are working towards. So it actually took us quite a few months to figure this out. Like we started feeling this. What, what's your wants to start oh, but off with? I, but I love telling stories. No, I'm, I'm answering. This is why there's only oh. one, one microphone. <laughs> I wanted freedom, ease, I wanted my time back. I wanted to be able to call the shots and I didn't want to start my mornings anymore. Wondering if there was any fires I had to put out before I could work on stuff that moved the needle. Mm, I felt captive in our business and I wanted a business to work for me again versus what felt at the time like a job. Yeah, that's good. What the mission is like what we are here to do is to help people realize that what they should be chasing in their life, what they should be going after in their life is purpose, is meaning. And I think for a long time, we focused too much on the surface level stuff. You know, like here's how we can help you make money. So you can like, you know, go and like drink Mai Tais in Thailand on the beach all day or whatever. And and now we're like really understanding that 
when we can get someone out of their nine to five and into a position where they're working for themselves, they have to finally, for maybe the first time in their life, look in the mirror at themselves and decide, what am I here for? Why am I here? Yeah. What is my purpose? And not here, like here, like alive, like on this planet, here living in this moment in time. Exactly. And I don't think people can answer that question when they're in the, when they're in a nine to five. I just, I don't think it's possible. I think that they're focusing on trying to make their life as comfortable as possible. And when you do that, I think it's because, um, nothing's really forcing you to ask that question. So when nothing's causing you to ask the question, you're not really going to come to that answer without the question because you're always being told what to do every day. You're being told what your purpose is. Your purpose is to hit this number or do this job or do what I ask you to. So, oh, I have a function and you just go. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Whereas you take, you, suddenly you take that away and it's like they're exposed. Yep. You know, it's like they're vulnerable now and it's like, yep. well, what do I do now? now? I need to like ask myself questions that I've never, I've never had to ask before. So you guys felt this lack of alignment. You felt this like something's Mm -hmm. off. We're not in love with this anymore. It feels heavy. You guys got pretty clear. You made the decision. I know something Josh said to me before, and I think it's worth noting because I've been here, definitely been here. All of a sudden, you're in this place where you have an audience, you have customers, and you have a reputation, and there's a whole new set of fears Mm -hmm. that come associated with making a change, making a pivot. You feel that pressure of the marketplace, of people watching, judging. Can you speak to that for a moment? Because I know I... uh, I know exactly what that feels like. (laughs) Like the key thing that you said there is a whole new set of things come up because this is brand new. You've never experienced this before. And the reason why is that when you first get started in business, a lot of us kind of have nothing to lose. And so you sort of go for it. You haven't built anything yet. And so you, so you go for it. Yeah. You're fearless. And it, it might, it maybe takes some people a little bit longer than others to like finally get the success, but it's pretty inevitable for someone when they're, when they're committed. And so suddenly you come to this position and, and this is a, another thing too, is I feel like the thing that triggers this plateau almost is this thought that when you first started your business, that there was going to be this event that would occur in the future where you finally made it. Yes. It's like, you have this like illusion in your mind that like, there's this event that's like, Oh, I made it now. And now I can, you know, kick my feet off. Not only that, but then once you make it, it's happily ever after, after that. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no issues. I can just do nothing. The credits just start rolling. The music starts playing. And that's, it's just, you know, a happy, comfy life from that moment forward. Like, wow, look at Josh and Jill. They don't have problems. Look at all those people with money and success that I follow. And what's it like to not have problems? Oh, we got problems. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got all, totally we all got problems. <laughs> <laughs> so that that I feel is kind of like the trigger moment, and it's like this weird moment where you're like, "We made it," and it feels really good. And then what that does that triggers you to go into eventually into a defensive mindset mm. where you go from like being on the offensive, where you're like, "I need to grow. We need to do this. Wow. We need to do that. We need to do this." Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, you reach the success, and it's like, "Cool." Let's just like defend our position right now. Here's where we're at. Let's defend our position. Yes. It's like you go from, um, well, it's two things. I've said this before. It's like where you go from like, I hope this works. I hope this works. I hope this works. I hope this works to, I hope this lasts. I hope this lasts. I hope this lasts. (laughs) And really how much of your, for anybody here that's made 
you know, they're at least six figures in your business. You want to consider, is that driving you right now? Where you're like, everything is what Josh is speaking to. Where you're like, every action, every decision, every ounce of energy is like trying to defend what you've created. Like, how do I not let this fall apart? What do I do to prevent this from, from getting so worse, from crashing? And look, you get what you focus on. Where you put and your energy and attention. it's almost like once that switched for us unknowingly we didn't have the clarity at the time or even the self-awareness truthfully because we weren't doing this inner work back then when things quote-unquote clicked for us and we had our breakthrough year but then now looking back with hindsight we switched into this energy almost of desperation of maintenance Mm. maintenance of holding on desperately to what we had created because what would it mean about us or what would people say or what would people think if we went backwards and that was the biggest mind f we could have ever dealt with yeah You, you know what happens too is the problem with this and the reason why it eventually will lead to like some kind of like struggle is when you go into defensive mindset, you're trying to maintain your current status, but the universe, the marketplace, whatever whatever you want to focus on, it's never stagnant. It's constantly evolving and changing. And so as it continues on, you think that you, like it's, it's this illusion almost where you think that you're maintaining your current position, but every single day, you're actually going backwards because other people are pushing past you. It's that cliche, it's cliche, but it's like you're either growing or you're dying. So true. It's yeah. exactly what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Because nothing is constant except change. Like it's, you're so, so true. Well, and hey, so you guys dealt with this, uh, mm-hmm. but I think I want to make sure we get to this because I, I think this is really important is that, you know, this, so this happened the end of last year and letting go of that. And like, this is like saying mm-hmm. no to like products and stuff that were bringing mm-hmm. in like the majority of your money. Our membership alone was bringing in 332000 a year. And now, did I hear that you're on track to pace that or, or even outpace Or beat that? it. Or beat it this year. Yeah. Without any Without products. Without products. <laughs> in a business of our own design. A business that is so us. Because I think one thing that we felt kind of stagnant by is once we realized the mission of Screw the 9 to 5, because it's not just for people who want to have a course or people who want to have a membership or whatever, like truthfully, and this is going to sound callous, but it doesn't, I'm, I don't want it to, but I don't care what kind of business you start. I just care that you have the guts to go for it. Yeah. I just care that you have the guts to do what you want to do, that you're ready to stop settling, that you're ready to carve out your own path. So if that's e-commerce for you, sweet. If that's affiliate marketing for you, sweet. If that's coaching, courses, memberships, services done for you, whatever it is, all I care is that you're going to bat for the life and the business mm. you want to create because that's what entrepreneurs do, Yeah. right? Yes. We're not afraid of change or we shouldn't be because we're resourceful. And I think the skills we build, if you can make a dollar online, you've built a repeatable skill. And I feel like once Josh and I had that breakthrough of like, the screw serves a bigger mission than just this membership where we're focusing on maintaining our business and not growing the message that it became like a no brainer. Once we had that clarity and I don't 
know why all our biggest breakthroughs come on balconies with alcohol, but, <laughs> but we were on a balcony having a drink, trying to figure out like why things felt stuck. Mm. And Josh said to me, you know what business model we've really enjoyed though. And in this time I was so burnt out. So over it, I was like, nothing. <laughs> we have enjoyed right. nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, we have. And I was like, why am I did that? <laughs> <laughs> really, really coachable. Total brat. Yeah. Total brat moment. And he was like affiliate marketing. And it was like, literally, it was like the heavens had parted and the angels sang to me because all of a sudden everything pieced together because now where most people tell you to niche down until it hurts. And I believe that when you're just getting started for sure, our business is this weird, like, anomaly where we're kind of going more broad to serve a bigger purpose because we want to be like the cheekier, more modern version of entrepreneur, but for online entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. right? We're becoming this online destination for unsatisfied employees and up and coming entrepreneurs to get the inspo and info nice. they need to get their business Ins off the oh, ground you mean and inspo profitable. Inspomation? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Infotainment In all the way. Ah. Um, but Truthfully, that and once we had the aha of affiliate marketing and just connecting our audience to people, which is what we love doing, we are connectors just in our personal life, yes. anyways. I'm always making introductions to my friends who need introductions to like other people that I know or whatever. And now it just pieced it all together. Oh my gosh, we can just connect the scroopies with the other rad entrepreneurs who are experts in certain areas of business who are specialists and can help them really gain traction in their business. And we can do it our way. But wait and a now second. We get to you Sorry. can't actually make money doing what you love. Oh, heck yeah. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure. Like you can make money doing pretty much anything these days. Like, and you know, the weird thing too, is that, there's this mindset, I think, when you first get started, and let's say you reach some level of success and you're like, and you go into this defensive mode and you start thinking like, oh, like this is changing, like, oh, this is going to go away or, you know, this opportunity is going to end and blah, blah, blah. If I really objectively look at like the last five years of like business in general, it's insane how much more opportunity there is today than there was five years so ago. So true. By the way, I'm insane. so glad you brought this up because it's like every day. Oh gosh. Like I just want to go here for a second. Every day, <laughs> just about every day I hear somebody and it would probably be more if I listened to more people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if I actually paid attention to what people were saying, I hear somebody saying something is dead. <laughs> or the sky is falling. And I'm like, I wanted to do an episode on the is dead is dead. Like, I, I, we've been told that everything's dead. Look, it's just change. And change equals opportunity, possibility, new ideas, new growth, new potential. You want it to all be the same and cushy and, and never change, then don't screw your nine to five. Stay there. Uh, True. But I'd love for you guys to speak to that because, you know, having considered that you guys have been in this this industry for a long time as well, 2012, starting this business is a long time. You've seen a lot of things change, especially in the for last sure. five years for sure. What are your thoughts on that when people start freaking out that the sky is falling? Look, our space, this online marketing space, online entrepreneur space, which is like marketing on crack 
it's a declarative space. People need to make these big declarative statements in order to get attention, in order to sell their stuff. So when they say email marketing is dead and messenger bots is where it's at, they're saying that because they have a program on messenger bots. Let's keep it real. <laughs> yeah. So like, just do a bit of due diligence and look under the surface of why would they be saying that and just realize that nothing's ever technically dead. I mean, like, damn, like 80 stuff came back in the t- in nearly 2020s. Oh, sorry. Josh, they're, they're fighting. <laughs> they're fighting for the mic. I actually think it goes deeper than this. I actually think that if you think about it, like in politics, for example, right? Politicians are like, they are like sheep pretty much. Like they will just like follow wherever like anyone else tells them to go, right? And so the majority of the public is like, very much like in victim mentality. Right. And so it's like, so they, so they will say things like when I become president, I'm going to do this thing to help you. And they, they'll do anything to appeal to like people's yeah. mindsets, essentially. And, right? and there are videos, there are montage videos on YouTube of politicians that have had all their clips, like a montage put together over the years. And you watch them flip flop on their top and they literally go, I am for this. I am not for this. Yeah. And it's like, who am I talking to today? Who, who am I going to pander <laughs> to? And so if you, it, if you think it's a judgment, what Josh is saying, uh, there's total evidence of the this like pandering and flip flopping. It's just populism. And so like if someone comes out and says, S. SEO is dead. What they're actually doing is it's quite intelligent. They're appealing to the majority of people who have, who are triggered by something scary. Yeah. Yep. So that's just, it's just an indication of the fact that people are triggered by fear more oh, than yeah. anything else. Well, and it's our, it's our survival based, you know, reptilian brain. And it brings up your guys' great distinction, which I love that you guys share is it, are you playing not to lose and, and survive that defensive mindset? Or are you guys playing to win? And if you guys listening to this podcast are going to keep buying into every sky is falling marketing message, that's, that's great. If you want to, opt in, learn all this stuff. Like the, the problem is that the person doing that probably still has something great. But if you're running from fear and learning, if you're, if you're market, let's say this, if you're marketing education to grow your business is just reading somebody's Facebook ad and then saying, well, it must be true. But, you know, so I got to be afraid now and change everything every two months. It might be time to reevaluate some strategies there. Well, if that's how you're showing up in your business, then you deserve to be taken in by that because you're not doing due diligence and actually building the skills necessary to build something that means something to you and to the people you're meant to serve. Like, don't just wing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, the ones that are the most successful, the ones that build a sustainable business, not just the flash in the pan successes that we see. And let's keep it real. Our space is full of them. Like the one hit wonder. Yeah, exactly. They come out with all these big splashy things and they're like, I'm a success because, but then you have to really look under the hood. What are they doing? Like, what are they saying? And what do you believe as an entrepreneur? I mean, here's the truth. I'm pretty sure most people thought we were actually insane to shut down something that was not only making us a ton of money, but was something that we were quite known for. Cause I didn't just stop at our membership site. I also then shut down our free group. Yeah. <laughs> like we just cut everything that wasn't serving us. Cause you had two free groups. Yeah. So over time we've had over 55,000 members and that's yeah. just the active ones, not the ones I've blocked. If we were to count the blocked <laughs> ones. I'm yeah, that sure is great. Look, I, I, if I mean honest, I, <laughs> I thought you guys were crazy. 
Um, I could tell you did. I, thought you I remember you just said, wait, what? When I told you. I, I, you know, however, if anyone, you know, is going to say like, look, here's what what's aligned with me and here's what my heart's telling me to do. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know your your heart never lies. So yeah. you got to listen. to. And it. here's the truth. I am so proud of us. Mm-hmm. I am so proud of us yeah. that we went to bat for ourselves, that we went to bat for our life and the example we want to set for our son and like the message we truly want to mm-hmm. spread with the screw. Think about the message we have with screw the nine to five, do what you love, don't settle. And yet we were in a business model where we felt like we were settling. We felt so out of integrity, yeah. right? That was like mm-hmm. the biggest thing to us. We felt so out of integrity until we could actually be honest and say where we wanted to go. And it's crazy because we were like, oh my God, what are people going to say? And we told our members to their face at our live event, and it was the most supportive, loving, encouraging experience I've ever had. And I thought there was going to be backlash. I thought people were going to hate us. Like, get wow. me all my money back. It was the most loving, encouraging experience I've ever had in business. Wow. Now that like we've got a bit of hindsight looking back on this, yeah. what I really think happened was we needed to do something to shock us out of defensive mode. I really think that we just, we need to do something like we needed something to happen to kind of just shock us. And like be how like, long do you guys think you were in this defensive mode? I would say almost like maybe like 18 months. Okay. Yeah. Like mentally speak. Yeah. And you said that you've been there too before in the past. Like, Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And what, like for you, like, was there like a moment where you were like, like what was the thing that you did to kind of like bring you out of that and, and move you more towards growth? Well, what was happening was um, I would get, you know, I was teaching my video courses. I'd get a customer go through the program and they'd create their first video and they would be like wildly ecstatically over the moon, just so happy. They're like, I did my first video and this is, I'm trying to not judge and sound like a jerk. I'll sound like a jerk, but they would show, they would post their first video and I'd be like, oh man, they got so much ahead of them. You know, like mm. the first video is like pretty garbage, you know, but they were so proud of that. And I was like, I was questioning, is this what I'm here to do? Is just mm. show someone how to make a video. And it's not even a, at this point, it's not even a great video. It's like, cause they're just making their first one. It's like, it's just pressing that record button. And, I, yeah. and so I was feeling that nudge of, you know, like you were saying about purpose, like, what is it your purpose? So I was questioning that. And then I was really like looking, reflecting back on my own life. And I'm like, look, video had an impact 100% on my growth, you know, like built up this massive, you know, audience on YouTube. But come on, I could have put crap videos out there where I'm like, little scaredy cat mumbly like you know no strategy nothing and i would have had no results and there was such an internal journey that i had gone on i'm like if i don't tell people this is the thought that popped in my head if i don't tell people what has really made the difference to get me to a two million dollar a year business selling 97 dollar products if i don't really tell people what this is then i am doing a massive disservice to them and that's when i decided to come out with this podcast this podcast is mm. every episode is dedicated or comes forth from this is what made the difference for me then this is this mm. is something that really 
it allowed me to become the person I needed to become to build that business. And I felt like I was just like out of integrity with myself. I wasn't in alignment. I wasn't living on purpose. And it, and I'll tell you, putting this podcast, that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Nothing has been scarier <laughs> than releasing this podcast. So it's, it's pretty much the same thing then, because it's like you looked at yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's essentially what, what we did too, is like we had this pause moment when we had Kai and we were like, something's wrong here. We don't know what it is, but there's something wrong. And so I think like not long after that, you came up with an episode with Jim Fortin. Like I think it was like the first episode we, you did with Jim. Yeah. And I listened to that and I think I listened to the second one you did. And then after that second one, I was like, the problem's me for sure. The problem <laughs> isn't the business. Yeah. The problem is me. That was when I reached out to Jim and, and did some coaching with Jim. And that kind of like kickstarted this like 12 month period of, of just trying to work on myself. And, and Jill's the same. Jill's the same in that her, her problem is you too. <laughs> That's always my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that problem still hasn't been solved. And she's got the mic, so he can't okay. say anything. <laughs> Did you guys want me still to be here? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go work on yourself, Josh. <laughs> I'm hitting delete after this is recorded. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, so I wanted to quick touch on one thing you had mentioned playing to win. This was such a huge thing for me. Josh actually said it to me and it changed. I feel as though it has changed the trajectory of how I show up as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I can, I can tell. After we made the announcement of shutting down our business or no, not shutting down our business, shutting down that current chapter of our business. Nice. I was so nervous about, I was so wrapped up in fear of judgment. It was cray because I didn't know what to expect. Right. The level of, messages I got from people being like, Oh my God, I hate my business and I've never wow. acknowledged it. And it was like watching someone do it publicly gave them the permission they needed to know that they're not crazy to iterate in their business because look, we're entrepreneurs. Why can't we change our mind? Yeah. Why can't we get better? Why can't we evolve? It's that thinking that we have to stay with what worked because it worked and made money at a certain point in our business that keeps us feeling captive when really what we really want is to expand and evolve and keep growing into the next level of ourselves. And so that when Josh said to me to bring it all towards the play to win thing, that was probably my biggest aha off the back of that because Josh, I was playing small, getting in my head around something. I can't even remember what it was because the aha kind of overshadowed all of that. And I was just making all the excuses to Josh. And, and he just looked at me dead face and said, well, are you playing to win? Are you playing to not lose? And I was just like, holy crap. For all my years as an entrepreneur, I've been playing to not lose. Yeah. And now that we've gone to bat for ourselves, now I get to step into the version of me who's playing to win, leaving it all on the field, doing my absolute best, creating my best work, allowing myself to not worry about what others think, because how are you even going to know what they think anyways? <laughs> yeah. You know, like well, I realized that I'm so wrapped up in like, oh my God, what will people think? I would never even know. Like, okay, so maybe if I asked you because we're personal friends, James, do you think I'm crazy? You might be like, yes, yes. <laughs> you might be like, yeah, I have some reservations around what you guys are doing, right? But you're probably never going to tell me 
honestly the exact things you thought about our decisions because it doesn't really impact your life that much. Right. So I'll never know what people were actually thinking. And once I released that and really got over the fear of judgment, now I can step into the version of myself who plays to win no matter what. And I think it really does. It's really clear that the results, like what you guys have been able to accomplish this year is the byproduct is the aftermath is a manifestation of that decision to play to win. You know, I think it's just a, such a testament to that. You yeah. Know. I mean, our list is doubled. Our podcast downloads have tripled. Our audience has grown. We enjoy our bonus experience and our coaching because it's all fine. It's all done in the way we want to do it. Yep. Not what others say we should do or any of this nonsense. We took a four month trip all around the world with our son. I mean, it's just we stepped into just not to be lame about it, but we really built our business by design. I was just about to say, it's, it's almost as if I can't believe <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like you um, built a business by design. It's like we designed, thought? we designed the business by design, <laughs> by design. It's, it's a designed business. Well, let's see. I want to start to wrap it up. Be mindful of your guys' time. Are there any final thoughts or anything to share with our listeners? Maybe someone who's in a pivot. Maybe someone who hasn't started yet. I really think the best thing I could share is, are you playing to win? Or are you really being the person who's playing to not lose? Are you living your life by shoulds? Are you shoulding on yourself? Mm. (laughs) Are you wrapped up in the what ifs and are you allowing yourself to show up from a place of what will people think of me? Or are you coming to it from a place of really you have a fear of not just failing, but people watching you fail. If that's the mode you're operating from, please know you will fail. (laughs) You will fail. (laughs) Damn it. You took it away from me. I'm so sorry. You'll not only fail, but you'll see why it'll all make sense because failure is just a successive piece of the path and yeah. the journey, not to be cliche, but it really is. That's what it's all about. It's like who you become in the process, the person you evolve into, the person you step into, everything is on that other side. It's only cliche because so many people are trying to say it. Are you listening? And so some of the most cliche things have some of the most profound truths in them. You know? Totally. Yeah. I would say, because we've been doing this for a while, we've, we've seen like a lot of people come into this world and like start businesses and, and, you know, some people have gone and done really well and others haven't done well at all. And after doing this a lot and working with a lot of people, it's really clear that the ones, it kind of took us a while to figure this out. We're like, I don't understand. We're telling them the same things. And yeah. some people go and create success and then others completely flop and do nothing with it. We're like, what's the difference here? We don't know what the difference is. And now it's really clear. The difference is it's got nothing to do with what you're learning. It has to do with you. <laughs> it has to do with yeah. you as a person and, and, and how you're showing up. And so I would just say like, I mean, this podcast is all about this, but just keep looking internally as opposed to externally. It's all happening on the inside. All the change needs to happen internally for it to happen on the outside. It's it's so true. And one of the big indicators of this, when you can start looking internally is I hear this a lot in like Facebook groups and people complaining, like I've spent thousands on blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Nothing's happened. There's a great place to start. There's a great Mm -hmm. place to start because look, we've, we've all had an experience of 
investing in something. It wasn't what we thought it was. It wasn't what we hoped. But we can also know that most of those products or programs or courses, that there's at least one person that did take that information and made use of it. And they got some sort of ROI or result or something. So if they were able to, yeah, why not you? <laughs> yeah, And that's the common denominator is you in that scenario. You know what happens? It's kind of like the printer analogy. It's like, you know, people are sitting at their computer and they're like typing up, you know, like how their life is right now. And then they hit print and they go over and they grab that piece of paper and they're like, I don't like how this reads. So I'm going to get some white out. I'll get a pan. I'll white out this part. I'll write over this part. And they're like, okay, cool. All right go back, I'll hit print again. And then they print it out again. And it's like exactly the same before. They're like, (laughs) what is going on? I just changed all this. Why is it still the same? Because they're not focusing on where they need to change things, which is on the actual computer, that that's where you need to change things. So I I love that analogy. I, I try to keep that in mind every single day. Yeah. I love that analogy. It's like, here's my analogy for you. Ready? It's like looking in the mirror, not liking what you, you see and trying to change the mirror. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's weird to say, but that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So this has been awesome. Jill, what do you got? I was just going to say thank you because you've played a pivotal role in this. And I don't think we would have known to look inside and do the deep work if you hadn't come into our world in 2015. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for putting yourself out there and starting this podcast. 2015. I know. You haven't gotten rid of us yet. So I don't even... like. You're stuck with us for life. I'm okay with that. I'll manage. Well, you guys are amazing. Where can we where can we find out more and stay connected with you guys? Mm. Easiest way is screw the nine to five dot com, all spelt out, no numbers, or come hang with us on IG. All mm. uh, screw the nine to five, all spelt out, no numbers. Uh, we have a podcast too, the screw the oh, nine right. to five podcast. Oh, right, that too. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was on lot, it. So <laughs> I was on disclaimer. It. Yeah, you're coming up again too. We've done a bunch of epies with you now. Yeah. I think. You're probably the most reoccurring guest we have, to be honest. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, y'all? Yeah. Josh, what do you got? Oh. Um, I, the mic was handed to you. I don't know. He's got nothing. Okay. Just drop the mic then and wind it there. Well, listen, I want to say thank you to you guys. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having the courage to do what is aligned, what is um, for your highest good, to do what you love, not what you feel like you have to do. Thank you for mm-hmm. being an example for others to have the courage to make the decision to do the same. I know that's going to make a difference. Somebody listening. So thank Love you. you friend. Yeah. Thank you for bringing us on. Yes. I really appreciate talking to you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in all the way to the end of another amazing case study episode here with Joe and Josh Stanton of the screw nine five. We'll link up all their stuff so you can go connect with them. Please send them a little love note. Let them know, you know, how this message, how this episode impacted your life. So they have more evidence of the impact that they are making in this world. All right, take it easy and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life. 
and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.